Ladies and gentlemen, it is showtime. Please welcome the team of the Fulhamish Podcast. Hello, you're listening to Fulhamish Extra, your weekly extra dosage of Fulham FC content. I'm your host, Don Betts, and joining me today's podcast is the one and only Guy Barlow. Coming up on today's show, we have a look ahead to Saturday's game at Craven Cottage against Leeds and answer a load of your listener questions. But first, we'd like to thank all our listeners, all of you guys listening, for voting us and nominating us for Club Podcast of the Year of SFA, which we ended up winning, you know, getting congratulated by law by Paddy Barkley and, you know, Fulham seemed to get older. And James Richardson was, was great. And we couldn't have done it without you. How far this podcast has come in the three or so years it's been going now is absolutely sensational. And obviously, we couldn't do it without all you guys. So keep listening, keep keep sending your tweets and keep you know messaging on instagram saying hello to us at the games it really means a lot and this podcast is only going to get bigger and better as, as the seasons go on hopefully we can win the award again next year so thanks to you guys for voting for us and which means we were able to win the club podcast of the year at the football sport association awards at the tower of london on monday night joining us to look ahead to saturday's game was kevin markin from leeds united mad and we started off by asking him what he's made of leeds season so far before i say that i must admit i think my moment of the decade for Fulham is when uh, you beat juventus that was glorious evening absolutely Speaking Kevin we couldn't agree more that, that was on. our standout yeah it was unbelievable that was brilliant I mean even I was backing you guys that night I thought what, what a performance you know it was it's up there one of the best sort of British performances over the last few years you know being a team like that so com- comprehensively it's just brilliant absolutely yeah. Did, does that mean Kevin that you didn't you sort of weren't jumping for joy when the Riverside stand extension was announced <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not quite as excited about that, no. I must admit. <laughs> Fair play. So, Kevin, <laughs> how's the Leeds United season going so far? Well, very similar to last season. Things are going along nicely like they were last season. We're probably a couple of points better off than what we were this time last season. But, as you know, it doesn't make any difference when it comes to the uh, you know the new year when all the games come thick and fast. But uh, at this moment in time, I think, yeah, I'm very pleased. Seven wins on the trials to Cardiff. Seven wins out of ten in the last sort of ten games. I think Cardiff was a bit of a, you know a wake up call really to say you know I think things have been a bit too easy for us recently. We haven't been playing that well to be fair in the last few games. We've been picking up victories and I think when we were three 0 up on Saturday we were thinking yeah it's going to be four or five it's going to be quite easy but Cardiff get a goal back uh, nerves start getting into the defence and before you know it it's three three and. I think it's probably the big kick that we need now to get on with the Christmas period of games that are coming up. What do you think's changed at Leeds this season compared to the the recent uh, seasons where you've been obviously you know aiming for promotion? Is is there something that Bielsa's done over over the over the summer to change the how Leeds are playing? Um, yeah, I mean up, up to last season, uh, our our seasons have been pretty uh, abject, really. What finishing thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth in the league. 15 seasons out of the Premier League. It's been pretty despondent, really, to be fair. But since Bielsa came in, he's sort of transformed the club from top to bottom. He's made ordinary players into good players, good players into brilliant players. I think his work ethic is absolutely amazing. And he, he just loves his squad, you know. He, he gets the best out of them. And I think with him having the second season with us now, I think the players have learned a lot more now from last season. Uh, know what to you know to expect from the coach and what to do. And I think the second season syndrome under Bielsa, I think it's a lot better for the players than it was last season because they are, they obviously know what he's all about now and what he expects. And hopefully we've all learned 
from last season that the, the season doesn't end until it ends and I think we got a bit complacent towards last season a little bit I think and took our foot off the uh, you know the, off the performances a little bit and hopefully we won't, we won't make the same mistakes again and we've learned from what we did last season you mentioned that um you know you went on that seven game unbeaten run which uh sorry seven game winning run um yeah. which, which is like obviously very impressive but it, all the teams most of the teams you beat in that run are bottom half of the table um yeah so like obviously you got us uh, next on saturday and then you've got uh, west mm. brom away in a few games time yeah um, yeah obviously those are the games you're going to measure yourself against um exactly what, what what do you make of Fulham so far? Obviously, we're in a bit of a downwards kind of run. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously, I think Fulham have got a great squad, and they're just, they're just not performing at the moment. Um, I was a bit surprised that you didn't get Michael Hector over the line a bit quicker than what you did. Because for me, he was the best central defender in the Championship last season at uh, Sheffield Wednesday. I would have loved him to come to Leeds. Uh, I don't know what happened there with the paperwork, but obviously, he can't play for you until January. But I think it will make a massive difference to the defence when he does come into the team. Um, personally, I'm quite happy with Ben White. I think he's been amazing for us since he came from Brighton. He's one of the best centre-backs in the league, I think. But I think for you, Michael Hector will make a, a massive difference to that back four when he comes into the team. And if he can get a few results after Saturday, um, up, up to the new year, then uh, I think you'll be OK. Yeah, well, it's interesting because our, our defence isn't actually that leaky I would say it's more of a mentality thing throughout the whole team yeah. we're, we're just like a bit toothless in possession and not really mm. kicking on yet um, who, who's been a stand up former for Leeds this season? Well I said Ben White before he's one of our better defenders obviously um, Phillips is continuing where he left off last season controlling the whole of the midfield and the back four uh, Bamford's knocking the goals in despite his critics he's, you know, he's getting goals for us Um I think as a team we are playing maybe better than we did last season because we all know they all know each other a lot better now and know what's expected. But if you have to, if I had to pick an a, a, a standout player, I suppose it would have to be Ben White because he replaced, if you like, Pontus Janssen, who was a bit of a cult hero at Leeds. Really, it was a big surprise that he left during the summer. Um, so to actually replace him and he'd do an even better job than what he did for us really last season I think it's been amazing he's a really young lad as well and there's a lot of uh, Premier League clubs looking at him at the moment so for me yeah, Ben White is the outstanding player so far this season Obviously going going into Saturday and you know, if Leeds were to lose and Fulham were to come out victorious would you think Leeds fans would start to get worried that it could be a sense of deja vu again or do you think they'll see it as just a two game blip and they'll, they'll still you know there'll still be a, a big enough gap between them over the teams below them well, that's the thing, you see. There's a nice little gap between us and third, a 10-point sort of gap, but obviously that doesn't mean anything in the long term. But for the short term, you can afford maybe a couple of tricky performances and obviously you can put down Cardiff as one of those performances. Uh, yeah, I think we, if you look at the Twitter feed on Saturday evening, if you've lost the game, you, you probably think we're in the bottom three, really, because your reaction to to defeat by Leeds fans is really over the top but I suppose it is at most clubs so people do panic a little bit and after what happened last season any defeat will be sort of treated in the same way because people will say oh we thought we're losing it at Christmas now going towards New Year things aren't going our way but to, to lose to a team like Fulham I don't think will be a, a massive disgrace or upset 
But obviously, it would be nice to get a win and uh, extend that gap even more. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Leeds is one of those clubs where it's like such a bubble. It's like I imagine it's quite similar to what Liverpool are going through this year in their fans just trying to stay calm but um, mm. <laughs> about what's yeah. going on. It, it, what's it actually like being inside that bubble, though? Like, Are, are you having to not, like stop yourself getting, getting overexcited? It's a bit hard, really. Even, though, even when we were sort of uh, a mediocre sort of team, um, you sort of go down to one road expecting to brush over most teams that you play because that's the mentality of the... You know the team and the fans. Really, we expect to beat teams, even though we haven't got a fantastic team sometimes. But I think you can say for the moment we've got one of the best coaches in the world, top coach in Leeds United, which is unbelievable to begin with. And the way he's got us playing. I mean, don't get me wrong, Saturday was a disappointment, but for the first sixty minutes, the football that was played was absolutely unbelievable. It was fantastic, playing from the back to the front. You know, it's just glorious to watch and it's not something that we're used to at um, Ellen Road over the last few years so um, we are playing some decent football and hopefully that will carry us through now towards the uh, Christmas period and towards 2020 towards promotion and um, we like to break records though we at least you know you top of the or you're in the top two at Christmas you're guaranteed to get promotion but obviously that fell far last season and we're just hoping that it'll be true this season because we're in the same sort of position as we were um, last year. Yeah, obviously. What? How? What would it just? Would it be just absolutely just craziness in going and Leeds if you did secure automatic promotion? Would it just be ab- absolute chaos in the city? Oh, it'll be absolutely mental. Yeah, because um, I just can't imagine what the scenes will be like. Really. I've got a young son who's never watched Leeds United on Match of the Day or anything. He doesn't know what it's like. If you're not on Match of the Day these days, you don't really exist to a young lad. So I can imagine if we do get promoted, the scenes around Leeds and you know the surrounding areas are just going to be absolutely amazing. It's just something that it's something that Leeds fans can't really think about at the moment because what happened last season, the playoffs against Derby, you know. It, it's just something you don't want to believe until it actually happens. And, you know, obviously we're just uh, gritting our teeth a little bit now, hoping we can get through the season without, you know, without the same problems as last season. With, you mentioned you mentioned Ben White earlier. Do you think the battle between him and Mitrovic is going to be where this game sort of won and lost on the weekend? Yeah, for me, Mitrovic is one of the best strikers in the league. He's, he's absolutely amazing. And, you know, I'm sure Fulham fans are pleased that he stayed on for another season. Yeah, I think him and White are going to be uh, a big contest on Saturday. Thankfully, it sounds like Liam Cooper's going to be back as well. He's, he's our captain and one of our, obviously, better centre-halves as well. So, hopefully, between them, they can maybe control his threat a little bit. But it's easier said than done because, like I say, he's one of the top strikers, not even in the Championship, but in uh, England at the moment. And... If we keep him quiet, I think we've got a good chance of getting a, good, a decent result. Well, talking of decent results, Kevin, I want to know, what is your score prediction for the weekend? Never like to predict score when it involves Leeds. And obviously oh, I that's the end of that, then. <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I, I never predict to defeat either, so I've got to say, I'd be quite happy with the draw, but if we can sneak a, a 2-1 victory, obviously, I'd be delighted. But I think it's going to be tough, because Scott Parker's got to get a decent result as well and mm. if he turns things around and get a beat us, then obviously the season starts again for Fulham so 
I think it's going to be a very tight affair, but I'll probably go for a draw, actually. Oh, you, you decided to sit on the fence there, Kevin. We really appreciate <laughs> you coming on, giving us time. Really uh, good to chat to you. Kevin Markey there from Leeds United, Mad. Make sure you check them out for all the Leeds United stuff. It is a massive game on the weekend. I turn my attentions to Dom and Guy in the studio. The last preview of the game uh, this year before Christmas, and it is the big one. It is Leeds. Dom, what do you make of it? I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> Like, you know, they're, what, 10 points clear of us or even more. Cause obviously Miserable lost for them fans. Yeah, and I'm one of them. Um, like, the only way I can be positive, I think we might be able to get a draw. Like, I can't see us winning this game. I really I, I can't. I agree, yeah. No, we're, oh, def- no. we're going to lose, definitely. Without a doubt. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> yeah, maybe I, Christmas. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, to try and be positive, I can say maybe we'll grab a 2-2 draw. I just, the way we're playing at the moment, we don't look like... We're playing. We're playing within ourselves. We don't look like there's any sort of identity to the way we're playing. It's sort of possession for possession shake with no sort of purpose to it. So, yeah, I'll be try to be positive. I'll say two two, but I could very easily see you know Fulham's what fourth to fourth defeat in a row coming along. Guy, you go along with that. Yeah, and I'd be even more pessimistic and say if we do draw, we're not going to score twice because we actually haven't scored. You know, only scored a couple in the last three games. Like like what Don was saying about possession. Um, if we do draw, it'll be a low-scoring draw. I think I'm not hopeful, and I and I hate being that this pessimistic. But they're a good side, and we're not at the moment. Would you like the latest Fulham breaking news straight to your phone? I thought you might. If so, sign up to the Fulhamish WhatsApp channel, and you'll receive regular match day updates, transfer updates, breaking FFC news, and podcast alerts. It's 100% free and you can opt out at any time if you want. To sign up, go to fullamish.co.uk forward slash WhatsApp and follow the instructions. That's fullamish.co.uk forward slash WhatsApp. As per usual on our Last Spot Radio Show with Charlie Hawkins, or you'll probably know him as Darren Miller from EastEnders, we answer a load of your questions from Instagram, so make sure you're following us at Fulhamish Pod if you want your question to make it onto the pod. The first question from Alistair, uh, who is better, Taggett or Brian? Taggett, yeah. You mean Target, target yeah. sorry. Tag it. Do Can't even speak, mate. Tag sorry. It. Tag it. Sorry, can we put that in a, the, the moment of the decade, maybe? Can that make it Group F? <laughs> um, I'd, it's easily Matt Target. I don't I don't actually think Joe Bryan's that good. I think he's not given enough stick as he should do. Like There's there's a reason nearly every goal we can see comes down his side. Well, yeah, and I can answer this very simply as well. Matt Target made it in my team of the decade. So. Ooh. That tells you what what I think. When I mean, we didn't really have too many left backs to choose <laughs> yeah, from, here. exactly. We had like him or Paul Koncheski. Like, put some respect. <laughs> <laughs> Costas Stavalidis, <laughs> Carlos Salcedo, some, some legends. But no, it has Jimmy to be, Husband. Uh, yeah, yeah, it has to be a <laughs> has to be Matt Target for me. I don't actually rate Joe Bryan that highly, and I think he, the, the only reason why he's still in the team is because there's no one else to play left back. Ooh, okay, well, yeah. strong words. Yeah, but it's target is the answer. Okay, target is the answer. This target. One... <laughs> I can't believe I read that and I know the player. That's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the next question from Fred said, what made you start the podcast? Which is interesting because this week you won an award going from strength to strength. So where was the start? Where was that beginning? So it was, I think it's the, f- yeah, it's the, mm, yeah. the fourth season. <laughs> it's not the fourth season we've been doing the podcast. The first ever episode was after we lost to Birmingham at home, I think just before the September. 5-2. Yeah, just, I think it was just... <laughs> Classic four- place to 
start. I think it was just before Why the game. Why is that not in a decade, <laughs> moments of the decade? Kit got the sack of that game. No, I thought, Bristol City 4-1 away. That should have been in the moments of the decade. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's better than some of these. Yeah, like, but no, yeah. But the new stand, mate. The new, oh, sorry, the, the yeah. new stand. Um, yeah, and we thought, you know, there wasn't... There was a gap. We thought there was a gap in the market for a, for a Fulham podcast. So me, Sammy, Jack... Ben and Farrell were the, were the starting members of the podcast, and then it sort of grew from there. It's grown from you know three or four, three or four blokes talking about Fulham to a team of now probably fifteen, twenty odd. Twenty, fifteen, twenty blokes talking. About- <laughs> yeah, no, but no, it's it's now just not. It's, it's not only a podcast now. It's a podcast. It's the website which has the articles. You know, it's a it's it's a social media presence within within radio within, show. Yeah, within Fulham on social media, got got a national radio show. Absolutely, you know, it's. Yeah, it's it, what it's grown to is absolutely outstanding. I don't think we were really expecting it to blow up like this. And, and it's absolutely like the culmination of that, as you said, is was the awards on Monday night. You know, a, you know, pretty well, a very prestigious award, really. Like, absolutely, yeah. Um, and the competition we come up against and then beat um, the company we were keeping at the awards. Like, I mean, all the best um, in the business in terms of podcasts and radio were there. And Fulhamish were there getting an award. It really is an incredible achievement. Well, you are the best of the business. It was absolutely well deserved. Uh, the next questions come from Harry. It says, "What is the chant of the season so far?" I don't. No, we haven't really had many new ones this season, no. have we? I mean, there's one chant about the size of Kevin McDonald's private parts, but I mean, nine fifty-two. We could we could have done that, it. That was um <laughs> that thing is that was never supposed to leave a bar in pre-season in Portugal, and then it sort of ended up being started at home game. We're like, oh no, what what what, <laughs> what, what have we done here? Um, yeah, I don't know. Prob- yeah, probably Kevin McDonald one. It's the only new chant that's really really caught on so, to some some form of new tune. I mean, the Ivan Caviero one is just a, a rehash. You know, Fulham are work- we're really really. Eco-friendly, really good recycling chance. So, um, yeah, the, uh, the the even Caviero one is just obviously another recycled one. Um, people literally were just are just doing the Ryan Sessignon song for Stephen Sessignon. Um, I I do like the return of you know the re- the resurgence of uh, AK has meant yeah. that um, uh, well, well taking us to Wembley. Eh? Yeah. Roof on from Braga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any mention of roof on is going to you know, make, yeah. make me happy. Yeah, it does make Guy happy. Uh, the next question comes from Jay Paris saying, Seri in the championship. Is is this still this rumour that he's going to come back to us? Yeah. Well, the, the, the questions put to the team. We could do worse. <laughs> um, and we, do are, we are struggling with injuries at the moment. Uh, I don't think he'll come back though. So mm. it's an interesting one. I don't know if we've seen the best of him. There, there, there is still potentially more to give. Or no, you've, you've. I'm re- done with him. Uh, okay, then. Watch me out here. Right. I'm not done with him. There's life. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I, I agree. Uh, next question from Joe Kent. What impact will Hector have? Uh, hopefully, a good one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't think he can have a negative effect. Our defence is pretty cosy at the moment. Um, but I, th- I, th- I think that. I hopefully he has a positive, but then he hasn't really played proper football in six months. So how fit is he going to be? Yes, I understand he's he can play in some youth team games, one twenty three games, I believe. But wh- how fit is he going to be? That that's my biggest worry with Mark Hector. But we spoke to obviously Kevin Markey from from Leeds, and he 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 seems to think he was the best defender in the um in the championship last season. So hopefully it will improve our fence. It's been interesting to see who he replaces. Yeah, I, I agree. But as I was saying as well, like. We're not actually shipping loads of goals. I mean, we should have shipped loads of goals at Brentford, but through Post and Rodak, we didn't. But we're not getting battered. We, we, you know, of the last three games we've lost in a row, we've lost by one goal. So 
like I said, I think it's more of a what he can bring mentally and in terms of leadership um, than what he can bring defensively at the moment. Obviously, his defensive skills will come into play. But at the moment, we need a, a, just a bit of fresh air, you know, and someone to say, come on, lads, you know, we're a good team here. We need to be doing better. OK, uh, I think we can fit one more in. This one comes from SJ Baldwin. Should we think about long-term signings in January or stick with short-term deals? I think <clears throat> we're at a stage where it's just promotion is what we need. So you'd look at the short-term being the answer, then you can look we can learn from our mistakes if we were to get promoted from the last transfer window when we're in the Premier League and build long-term solutions from there. But yeah, I think January transfer window is never really a time where teams look at long-term options. I think it's always a window where you're looking for a quick fix It's just going to help you out in that current season. And yeah, no, I, I agree. And if you look at the last transfer window in the Championship, as Don mentioned, we brought in Mitch Fitch, who's obviously uh, listed as one of the moments of the decade, actually. But um, it, 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 jokes aside, it was very important. And maybe just a plea not a plea but like a, a, a reminder that that did happen on the last day and we do need to stay patient I know Tom doesn't like Tony Khan uh, Tom Tom Dom doesn't like <laughs> do your research guy come on you're on the show <laughs> I, I nearly swaps it around <laughs> Tony Khan um, <laughs> um, yeah no we need to stay patient and then hopefully we'll get the business done we need and kick on hello I'm Lucas Piazon and when I'm not winding up Reading fans I'm listening to Fulhamish podcast well that's it for this week's extra podcast thanks for Guy Barlow for joining me and Kevin Markey from Leeds United Mad for giving us some of his time ahead of Saturday's crunch against Marcelo Bielsa's side hope to see many of you down at Craven Cottage on Saturday as possible come on you wiped up the Fulham and we'll be back on Monday for a debrief for the action. ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Sarah. And we're the hosts of Pantsuit Politics, where we've built a community around grace-filled political conversations. And we wanted to share the words of our listeners because they understand best what we do. Susan told us, Many times I've used your words when my own have failed, opening doors that allow for discussion rather than debate. Amber says we encourage her to be more involved, to be a better citizen, and to be part of her community. Nicole said, Listening to you two process with one another is the only way for me to become unstuck. With the impending election on the horizon, join us and our amazing community of listeners at Pantsuit Politics as we prepare to vote, process the election, and prioritize our values and each other. Make sure you participate in our democracy by listening to Pantsuit Politics and, of course, exercising your right to vote. ACAST, 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 ACAST recommends. recommends.